What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Business Breakthrough. In today's Business Breakthrough, I sit down with Jose Cruz of Dolphin Painting and his business partner, Christian, as they navigate the world of a business that's declining, but they have the mindset to hit the next level, which I love. Um, just kind of, kind of really just helping them formulate a plan, giving them a kick in the butt um, that uh, sometimes we all need, you know. So I was grateful to be able to help these guys. I think with their mindset and their skill sets, which are complementary to one another, uh, they're destined for success. So check in with me here. This is an awesome business breakthrough. I think you're going to love it. And if you have any feedback on these, please reach out. Send me a message on Instagram. Find me uh, any way you can. I'd love to hear your feedback. Thanks so much for listening and enjoy. Contractors all over the world are wanting more, more time, more freedom, more impact. The way we do this is through implementing systems, processes, standards. Welcome to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Here we hit business strategy, coaching, mindset, motivation, the tools you need for success. So strap in, listen up, and get ready to grow on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. All right, you ready, Jose? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, what's going on, everyone? I'm here with Jose and Christian of Dolphin Painting. Uh, and now you're in Miami or just South Florida? We're in Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale. All right, cool, man. Not too far away from me. Um, so what brings you, my friend? So real quick background story. You were just telling me that, you know, your this is your uncle started the business. Christian's here, right? Yeah, he started it. You jumped in. Now, you were working for Home Advisor. I did. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I did. I worked, with, yeah. I worked for Home Advisor for about a year and a half, slinging leads, cold calling contractors. Oh, man, the hustle was real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. What's it like to be on the other side? I I could I could see the the great frustration that, that I had on the phone. <laughs> That's fun. Now, here's the real question. Are you buying leads from them? Yeah. Yeah. OK, good. You know, I, hey, yeah. I. Look, on and off, can, on and off, but but we've yeah yeah. Hey, yeah, that says a lot. I'm just saying, I'm a I'm a fan, but I'm also like, there's part of me that doesn't like them, but there's part of me that says like, this is a crazy good tool. <laughs> like so, it's an instant connection. Yeah, I, I think the I heard it from a contractor when I was on the phone with them. Uh, when I worked, he he said that home advisor is a necessary evil in the industry. You know, I would say that to a certain extent. I would say that on, on a startup basis, first two, three years, it's a necessary evil. Um, but I think that if you're focused on getting away from that, you're just using that as a boost, you know. Um, so, I mean, I think to a certain extent it is, but I don't live off of it anymore. Like, I lived off of it in the first two years, you know. Yeah, I know, uh, I know Christian did too for the first few years. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it was great. So, all right. So what brings you here, man? Tell me what's going on in the business. Tell me a little bit about how it runs. How many guys you guys have working for you? What's your role? What's Christian's role? Let's start there. Okay. Um, so as far as guys in the field, we have two guys right now. We had three guys. Um, one of them just kind of didn't work out. He was, uh, he's kind of just rogue. Um, really great painter, which I've heard you talk about the the egos that these like really experienced painters have have in the past, but like that's it didn't work out. And then we have one sub crew that's really reliable that we use on and off. We had them both like both crews running for a while. We had a really good 
high this year. And now it's kind of like not, it's not as high anymore. So you <laughs> and, have two guys that are employees? They're 1099. So they're subcontractors. Um, okay, but you said you have they, one sub crew. So like you have the two guys that they work together. Is that who they are? They work together. Yeah, they're brothers. Okay. They work okay. with us. And then the there. other crew is just like one sub crew. He has his, it's, yeah. So it's a um, subcontractor that we have. We've worked with him for a few years. He ha- he brings in his own employees. He's usually two or three guys um, on his crew. And he he gets his own work as well. Like we use him when we're, when we have overflow. Which sucks because ultimately you're at the mercy of his schedule. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes okay. usually, usually with him, um, it's like two to three weeks out. So it's nothing that I can't um, schedule around. Like I could just give him a call and he's never more than, th- than two weeks. Booked, okay. So. so the two guys in the field, they're both 1099. Now, did they come together? Or did you put this team together? They, they came together. They came together um, with the third guy. Okay. So two of them came. We brought on the younger brother of one of the painters. And then the older painter left. Um, well, no, we, we, had to, we had to let him go um, just because it just wasn't a, a, a healthy working relationship. Yeah. So what is your, I mean, what, like, what are you looking for in terms of like, how do you want your business to look? Do you want to lean more towards subcontractors or do you want to build that culture? So I think right now we're, we're leaning towards subcontracting more and um, like helping our crew get their sub, like their business set up and like subcontracting more. Uh, I actually live in Port St. Lucie. So like I live 90 miles away from our market. So I would love to have sub crews from here to there. Right. So, um, it's like the equal distance from you to Orlando. Right. right. It's not horrible, but I would love to have crews. Well, I mean, let's talk about some of the problems that you're running into. I think, you know, I'm just going to assume that Christian is kind of like the project manager. Yeah. So you got, you know, he's checking in on the jobs, making, he's probably doing the estimates. I do estimates. So you're driving all the way out there to do estimates. I schedule them out pretty well. So it's uh, like one like day here. or two days a week. You're hitting them. Yeah. Yeah. And my, my whole family lives down there. So it's like, not, not too not horrible. Not so, horrible. I mean, so in terms of like the problems you're running into, I mean, in terms of production, you said the vibe was really good. Like what, what's the vibe now? Like, is it just kind of like, do you feel like it's just cold? Like you, you don't really have that connection with the crew. They're not really like, are you, let me put it this way. Are your customers like eager to leave five-star reviews? Most of the time, yeah. Okay, so what what would you say that is is the like in other words, like you said, the vibe is low. So what what would you what's what's triggering you to say that? I think some of the issues we've had. So like I mentioned, we had we had a really good few months, a really good quarter, I would say. And I think just administratively, we have some administrative foundational right. issues that have hurt us from sustaining that growth so that that's kind of like where we really get into between me and christian and i understand he. Well, had, what are those administrative issues like give me some examples like finding reliable so most of the crews like th- this crew that's with us now the one that's on us with us full time 
Right. They've been with us for like three months now. And um, over the time, like over the six years that we've been working, it's mostly sub crews and day laborers. Okay. Right. So like finding that sustainable. Yeah. So the sub model right now, or at least whatever you're doing for the sub model isn't working. It's uh, it's worked out by luck. Right. Okay. Now's the time to change it, you know, cause well, I mean, you know that, but I think, you know, looking, looking at it, I mean, you know, all right. So you got these two guys in the field, they're 1099. You've been promising them at some point, you're going to help them start their own businesses. You know, yeah. that's the story of many contractors. And it's, I don't like that promise. I actually hate it. I think it's a, it's a false promise. It's not your priority. Your business isn't even to the point where it's operating at full capacity. So promising other people to help them start their businesses just dangling a carrot bro being honest i mean it is because yeah. unless you're you could do that tomorrow you can get them their llc you can get them their insurance you can get them all set up why haven't you done it yeah you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah, like, just not because I it's gonna yeah, sting yeah, right. it's gonna sting because i need you you came here for a reason i want to help you bro yeah. i've done, i've been there i've told i've made that promise and i learned dude stop making these freaking promises if they're not here because they want to be here, then they shouldn't be here. They shouldn't be here because I'm, I'm getting them to a point where they're going to be able to flourish on their own. That You can't build a company off of that. So you need to decide, do you want to be a sales and marketing company or do you want Dauphin Painting to have a culture? And that culture can be created as a sales and marketing company, but usually it takes a good amount of subcontractors in your network to the point where you have a upper management and production crew. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Does that make sense? So when it comes, when it comes, listen, so when it comes to the direction you're about to head in next, bro, it's like, you have to decide, are you going to really recruit subcontractors? Like if I were to ask you how many hours a week do you spend vetting and recruiting subcontractors? What would your answer be? Well, I guess I'm asking you that. So what's your answer? <laughs> um, oh, hello? Sorry. Um, hello? Yeah, hello? right now. Let, let's hey, think, Christian, let's we can hear you, man. There's just a lot of uh, background noise, brother. Did you oh, want to chime in? Yeah. Yeah. Um, just looking at uh, the results here, I'll put my, uh, my two cents in. This is what I want. I know for a fact, I'm just looking, we're looking for a marketing that could give us the workflow. I want to get work and sub it out. It's much better tax-wise. I don't want to deal with growing dolphin painting to where I have employees. I'd rather sub out work. It's better for me in the long run and we make either more or the same amount of money. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, it's you know, there's pros and cons both ways, man. I think, you know, the employee yeah. route has a lot of benefits. You know, for me, at least, I love the employee model. That's what I operate. I never use subs. I think that the yeah. culture's there. If you nurture your employees the right way and you get it right, you know, it, it can pan out. It's a long-term play, but it has a long-term benefit yeah. just like subcontractors does. My thing yeah. is, is that I don't think marketing the issue. I think you have a marketer that works on your staff and Jose, this guy, mm -hmm. this guy's done cold calling. This guy's worked for the largest lead generation oh, company in the country. He's, uh, he, he's, um, he's great. Jose's great. So, we just saw so Jose, well, let me ask you, you asked about marketing, Jose, let me bring it back to you. Are you having trouble finding leads? Consistent. Consistent leads that aren't 
so that, that's the thing. We're super small, right? We, we're technically we're pretty small as well, the company. You're, you got to put your mic back, bro. I can't hear you. So finding something that's like in our budget that works. What's that the budget? Have, what are you guys spending per month on leads? We've spent, we have spent in some months like $3,500. And that's just way too much. That was us spending way too much. Why is it way too much? The returns weren't there. How, the what was the sales there. process like? Tell me, walk me through the sales process when you get an Angie lead. So we call, we're going to give them a qualification call. Okay. We're going to set up a time to go there. We're going to, you know, confirm before. We're going to show up on time. Uh, kind of, you know. That's the sale level. That's the sale. Well, in terms of the qualification process, like, you know, this better than anyone. It needs to be a call immediately. You got drip yeah. jobs with the text and the email, you know, yes. and it's like, you know, I'm sure that as that pipeline grows, you got to be nurturing them. And dude, I have, I have an 800% return on Angie leads. If you, if you have a system to nurture them over a period of time, like not everyone's going to convert, but dude, $3,500. If you guys, first of all, both of you guys are pulling salary from the business. Do you have another job, Jose? Yeah. Yeah. You work another job? Yeah. Nights. Nights. Okay. But you're still drawing a salary from Dolphin yeah. Painting, right? Yeah. And so is Christian. And if you yes. guys only have one crew and another sub crew, I'm guessing you're generating 5,000 to 7,000 a week that's in revenue. Spot on. Yeah, that's actually, that's really spot on. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. you know, but that's not enough because after you pay your guys, after you pay for all the materials and both of you guys take money from the business, there's nothing left. So the idea is, Oh, that's too much. I'm spending too much on marketing. No, somebody's got to sacrifice here <laughs> or somebody's got to invest into the business, the 3,500. And then somebody's got to say, Hey, you know, ultimately that's a necessity for future growth. You know, it's not the, the marketing channel isn't the issue because again, like what's, you know, let, let's go through this real quick. What is your Google listing? How many, how many reviews do you have? 52. 52. Good. Solid, solid rating. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Perfect. What's the Four. Facebook strategy? Facebook is, we've had tough luck with Facebook. Okay. What do you, our, what, what, have you been in charge of that? Yeah. Okay. And what do we, ha, ha, just give me an example of what you've done on Facebook to give you the idea that you've had tough luck. Well, we were working with, with Eric for a little while. Okay. Um, and that didn't pan out. Mm -mm. Didn't pan out. Are you still working with him? I don't believe so. No. Okay. So in terms of your own Facebook strategy, have you ever tried to work on it yourself? I haven't. Okay start by boosting posts. <laughs> I mean, I, I have to be honest and say that like, dude, boosting posts works. I mean, it really does. I mean, set aside $500 a month where you just boost posts in your local area. I mean, it's, it's that simple with a, with your drip jobs, booking link, find a really good before and after go on Canva, make it 500 bucks a month, put it to Facebook. You're going to get, you're going to get leads hundred percent. Just naturally, just people that are interested. I mean, so that's diversification. You know this. But then on the Angie side right now, what's your monthly budget on Angie? Like 600. I mean, you know, that's too low. Yeah. That's yeah. Too low. For what you guys are trying to accomplish. Some people, that's, that's, that's fine. But what you guys are trying to accomplish, he wants a sub model. First of all, yeah. as much as we love subcontractors, they cost more than employees. So you need volume. Yeah. 
You know, if I'm operating on average at a 37% labor cost, you guys are going to be at a 50% in Florida. In Florida, the subcontractor model isn't like it is up north. Everyone does the subcontractor model up north because of the snow. Here in Florida, we have year-round work, so there's nothing stopping companies from keeping employees staffed all year. Hello? Yeah. Yeah, we can hear you, Christian. Uh, okay. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to put my two cents in quickly. Um, I used to work <laughs> for a big company, JB Painting and Waterproofing. Okay. Years ago. Uh, I remember one Christmas meeting, there was like 130 painters. And then throughout time that I stayed there, little by little, he started subbing out jobs. And I asked him, why are you subbing out jobs and getting rid of your workers? He goes, it's better for me. It's better for the company in the long run. And I left it at that. Then I saw smaller companies doing the same thing, subbing out work and uh, still breaking off at the same amount that they were doing, having employees. And I think that has to do with South Florida is just a whole nother ball game. I mean, you, it is like I a think different it's a state. Lot, it's a it's a lot harder to compete it is. down here. It's a hustle and bustle down here, man. You got guys that'll come in and do it for dirt cheap. So the competition is like really tough. I man. brother, I disagree. I disagree you because know? first of all, okay. that one thirty, that company with one thirty, probably did a majority new construction. Usually, companies have that many employees. I mean, they're they're focusing on commercial new construction, and they're focusing on uh, quantity over quality. That's just how they have to survive. You know, we didn't do not one new construction at JB Painting. It was all repaints. Where I did do uh, new construction was Phoenix Painting and Waterproof. Phoenix Painting here in South Bay did do new construction. And now the majority, they have six employees. They went from, you know, I'm not going by what they did, but everybody's doing it, man. And I'd rather save myself from having employees and just subbing out work because i know for well, you fact essentially you essentially have them well you essentially yeah. have employees the two guys that are 1099 that show up to work every day for you guys are employees they're just not being you know yeah. Look, uh, perfect perfect example uh job we got now it's close to six thousand. okay if i would have left the two guys and this this i know for a fact but i kept quiet and you know you observe your guys I know for a fact they would have extended the job the whole week so they can they can so that they can get a full week's pay. You know what I'm saying? You created so that ahead. culture. Yeah, okay, okay. I'll accept that. Now I went in there, worked two days, which I'm not supposed to. We're gonna be done today in the afternoon. Three days, two guys. I mean, you kind of follow where, where I'm where I'm going. I, I follow what mine. you're saying. I get yeah. it, man. Listen, there's a part of you that feels like people take advantage of you uh, as a good business oh. owner, you know, yeah. and that's it, common, brother. I mean, I get it, dude. Yeah. You, you, you listen. Here's the deal: that culture of you worrying about people extending jobs because they're afraid they're, they they need to get their hours is your fault. I mean, it is. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. That's, that's for two reasons. One. Is because you're st you, you and I don't know you and I don't know if this is true, but I'm going to give some examples of why that could be happening. Number one, you 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 focus way too much on the dollars, and and the, and, yes. you're, and and these people feel that and they feel scarce. So in other words, there's a scarcity environment happening in your business because mm -hmm. it's all about the dollars, right? And you're right, in business. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. When it's mm -hmm. a subcontractor relationship. 100% that's that's acceptable but when it's an employee relationship which there's a there's a really you know 
it's a really fine line here because these guys are quote unquote subs, but they're really employees because you guys are paying them 1099 and they're there and they're expected to do jobs at a certain hourly rate at a certain time frame. The real subcontractor relationship is they do the job for a fixed amount, whether they do it in 10 hours or they do it in five hours, they get paid the same amount of money. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right? So like, so first of all, like, that's the big problem. So like, my thing is this, like your idea of an employee model is you're, you're not going to get your money's worth. It's too expensive. People are going to extend the hours. They're not going to treat your company the way it should be. And I just want to let you know that that's not like true in most cases. Like for me, at least I experienced it. So I can't like agree with that. I'm sorry. Cause I, I live it every day. I get it. Some people can milk hours, but ultimately it's like, I have project management in place to say, hey, you have three days as a crew to get this done. Like, and we're going to make sure of that. And if it doesn't get done, then we know, hey, there's an issue here. Somebody's lagging or somebody's not taking it serious. And it's like, yeah. that's what good management's for. But let's I talk about I have, some, right? I'm not, I'm not converting ahead. you to employees, Christian. I'm just saying. Oh, no, like, no, no. I know, I know that your thing is keeping a company with employees as if I was to go to a guy who only subcontracts he's he's gonna tell me else you know i understand and i and i sure. agree with you 100 percent. that's if we want to have employees but right. uh, i'm looking at i'm looking at another strategy which is subbing out work and no. um, i don't think anybody can tell me different you know and that's cool and then do it there's plenty of successful people I actually had someone on my podcast recently who very successful uh, who, who grew uh, a company up to a million dollars in under five months with subcontractors you know so it's like you know, that's amazing. The thing about it here is, is that getting the structure right, it's, you know, finding subcontractors oh, is, is, is marketing, you know, yeah. so let me ask you again, you know, Jose, what's the strategy to find subs? What are you, what, you know, what's, what's that looking like? Right now it doesn't because we don't have the workflow. Like right. It, it's, so I'm, I'm hesitant to. So, so the mindset of the individual that I'm referring to, his name is Bradley uh, Ellison. Look, look up, you know, Brad, you spoke to him, right? Let me tell you something. The mindset was, I'm going to spend as much money as possible to find as many leads as possible. I have all the work. First of all, Christian, I'm a big thing about, you know, I'm big on limiting beliefs. You know, there's a limiting belief that, that there is people that are willing to hire individuals that are low ballers. Okay. There's, there's individuals that are willing to hire individuals that are low ballers and you guys are, you know, it's a race to the bottom. There's a, there's a market, there's a market in South Florida that only wants quality customer service oriented companies, bro. That's it. And they're willing to pay for it. I agree. You you and I both know. Christian, yep. I know you've been in business a long time. Here's the deal. You and I both know if somebody's gotten three paint jobs in their lifetime as a homeowner, one of them was probably a poor experience on average. You know what I'm saying? At, at some point or another. So in other words, like you're dealing with an industry that is usually hurt. So that's where Jose comes in. That's where the software comes in. That's where the sales comes in. But here's the deal. You guys got to identify, I'm going to start day one. If you guys just came together and sat at a table and said, okay, we're starting Dauphin painting today. The problem is, is you guys are using old mechanisms of how you're running your business and you're trying to start this new vision and nobody's investing or injecting resources into the company. In other words, we're, we're, we're worried about $600 worth of leads. Right. How are you going to do it? 
I mean, honestly, if you right, guys right. were all exactly. in, if you guys were all in, it would be I'm putting three grand in the home advisor, Angie, today. I'm gonna do I'm gonna boost five hundred dollars worth of posts. That's thirty five hundred dollars. And then I'm gonna go find an SEO company to get us ranked at the top of Google and spend whatever I need to spend on that. I already tried Facebook yeah. marketing. That didn't work out as planned. So let's pivot and go here. $5,000. And you're not, and we're not even talking about an investment that doesn't yield an instant return. You guys already have workers. You guys already have a subcontractor. Bruce. So worst case scenario, worst case scenario, if this does work, Jose, which it will, I mean, you're instantly going to get your money back. But where where has the conversation been of, hey, we need to inject a lot of money into marketing? Like, how come that hasn't happened? I just doubt. A little, 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 little bit of doubt. Hello? As as, uh, All right. Consistency that we've had. And then... Um, Obviously, it's just like a weird time. So let me ask you, Christian, why hasn't that happened, man? How come we haven't anted up on the uh, on the I initial think, action? Uh, me and Jose have spoken about this, and I have a saying: "Scared money don't make no money." And we have spoken about um, we need to invest because we know five thousand dollars needs to be converted into what twenty five. Uh, I understand that, and I'm willing to do that. I just don't want to. Me and Jose know we have blown money. Uh, where we where we shouldn't have yeah so sure. we're kind of playing because i'm afraid to dig into my savings and then that happens again so that's why we're hesitant well let me ask you this are you trying are you, out and just just i'm 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 just on i'm the opposition right now because i just want to challenge i want to challenge this scenario because i think you guys have potential to be you're already successful like it's just a matter of creating a duplicatable repeatable consistent system that generates more success each and every month one on top of the other. Right. So let me ask you this, where you're at right now, without any in injection of resources, are you satisfied? No, there's no way. Mm. There's no way. I know Christian probably has bad service. He just dropped off, mm. but there's no way, dude, there's no way you guys got to have that conversation. Jose, where it's like, Hey, this is our strategy for how we're going to get subs. Do you know Brad Ellison found all of his subs on our painting contractors group mostly? Really? Really. He put out a post and then he created a group called Gathering of Michigan Painters. And now he's got his own little resource of painting contractors, subcontractors in his town. You know, and, and now Christian, before you... Let me, I think, I know you just popped yeah, he's off. Putting his headphones in. Yeah, he's putting his headphones in. Um, so that, you know, that's kind of the thing. It's like, dude, dude, being- I'm a, back, guys. I'm sorry. You're fine. So my question to you, Christian, was, can you hear me okay? Yes, yes. My question, I'm to, you, my question to you was, at this point, without you injecting any money or any resources into this business, are you satisfied with the cash flow and the results that are occurring? No, absolutely not. But like I said, being that we did blow some money where we didn't, need to spend it we're i'm kind of hesitant to dig into the savings i could a, grab 10 i could grab 10 15 and put it in marketing and you know flip it but i think at this point at the end of the year i don't know if that's a good choice and you know correct me if i'm wrong well i just think that it's not it's time, not really uh, a I'm it's sorry. not really a choice it's there's two things that happen in business you're either growing or you're dying there's no, there's yeah. no stable point in business right now. It might look stable because you guys have a few jobs going on, but
But, you know, I mean, it might look like that. Don't be, don't be, you know, confused by the illusion of growth. You're not growing right now. If you guys aren't selling and collecting deposits on a daily basis, your business isn't growing. If you're not, if you don't have a week full of estimates, your business isn't growing. So it's like you say, well, I don't know if that's a good choice. Unfortunately, it's not a choice if the goal is growth. Okay. Like I'm just being honest. Like it's not like, no, it's no, no, I agree. I we agree. think it's a that's choice. It's like, I don't want to do this, but like, here's the deal. Like that's a, that's a qualification for entry, you know, right now, because the goal for you guys, first of all, there's not enough money going around. There's no way you got, I mean, if Jose's has to work a second night job, this guy is a phenomenal resource. That's working a night job just to pay his bills. Well, I think it's for uh, mainly for insurance purposes. Cause uh, I told him he doesn't need to, if I could offer him insurance, you know, for his family, because he has kids. Well, he can pay um, for his own insurance if he's making money. I mean, it's yeah, 600 bucks a month. Too. You know, I mean, yeah. you just pay. You don't need an employer to pay for that if you're making an extra $600 a month. I mean, I hammer right. through the I hammer through the BS, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah. I want to get that's, to the that's point. That's true. You that's know, I'm not, I, I get it. Like, this dude's working nights where he could be putting all those resources into growing your business and making it successful yeah. and building a legacy for your family. So that's why I get on here for free. And I'm coming hard because I believe that just a pivot is all you guys need. And I think the pivot is somebody's got to ante up the money and say, hey, yeah. four grand worth of leads. Freaking do something with it, Jose. This guy worked for the company where he, he's getting the leads. This guy knows. There's the no reason system. why we shouldn't be. Yeah, exactly. This guy, gets, this guy knows the lead system better than anyone, even me. He knows yeah. the ins and outs. He knows how to na- navigate yeah. the credit system to where if a lead Absolutely. isn't good, he knows how to get the money back. Right? Yeah. You got a freaking ace in your pocket, dude. Give him the money. Yeah. And then he invested yeah, in a phenomenal. Well, well, wait, I did. Wait, wait. And then he I invested in, in a phenomenal. That's the thing, he invested in a phenomenal software, by the way, that'll automate the process yeah. of following up with those leads. Which means you guys will be the actual first cost, first companies to contact that customer. Yeah. Yeah. What I told him is, if if we put money in there, we can't just stop oh, this. This, uh, you know, I heard this works and this works, and then. And yeah, then so, we, we blew on, you know, Jose, you know where I'm, you know yeah, what I'm so, talking about. So I think the doubt that we've had, we, we mentioned, uh, I mentioned that why, why haven't we done it yet? You, you asked us that a couple minutes ago and it's like, we've made some not good investments this year, right? That doesn't um, matter. You over, guys, over hey, 10, Christian, are you married? Worth. Christian, you married? No. 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 Jose, you married? Yes. Okay. So did you go through some poor relationships before that? Yes. Did you stop looking because you went through some poor relationships? No. No, the hope I think was I there. Just, uh, I, I, just, I just got uh, comfortable with paying for it and not dealing with the shit. <laughs> you feel me? I hear that. You know, but, but here's the deal. Guys, business is, is it's, it's never ending, bro. Even after you guys get over this hump, right, which you're going to get over, there's a new, there's a new train coming. <laughs> Yeah, and that's yeah. going to be the issues that you run into with subcontractors. And then guess what? Maybe this lead avenue dries up and you're going to have to stay ahead of the curve and figure out something else and figure out something else, yeah. figure out something else. Absolutely. What's working? What's not working? That's the involvement of business. It's growth. That's what separates the companies that fail and the companies that succeed is how you, how you respond to change and how resourceful you can be when at this point, momentum's low, morale is low. You guys are all over the place. This guy's 90 miles away, wondering how to grow this business from that far away. You're telling them that the subcontractors or the independent contractors are milking hours. You're trying to, I mean, bro, this is a mess. 
Yeah, somebody's got to do something, and there has to be some sort of injection into the business that creates some sort of change. Here's the deal, bro. Yeah. I think Jose, your job should be calling local subcontractors or finding a way to get in touch with them and setting up interviews with Christian for the week so he can start vetting subcontractors. Honestly, you guys need to prepare for the growth for next year. Don't wait until yeah. this magical thing happens where all this work comes to you and then you look for subs. They don't need right. to know you guys have free jobs in the pipeline. Yeah. Yeah. They need to think that 100%. you guys are the next big franchise coming into town and you could create that perception with how you do business. Right. Yeah. Yep. You I agree, 100%. I mean, this guy's a rock star in your back pocket, dude. I mean, I'm not saying that you're a back pocket guy, Jose, but you're kind of far. So, I mean, you are. I mean, I love uh, the dynamic. I definitely tell him, Jose, you're definitely smarter than I am. I'm a workhorse, um, and we got to make this work. We're, we're both smart, you know, in our own But I think that you got to get rid of that workhorse mentality, and now you're a supervisor, yeah. supervisor, yep. overseer, project manager. Dude, you guys have something definitely. that people would kill for. In terms of yeah. trust, you guys are family. You guys both complement each other's yeah. skill sets. You guys have this thing that's being created. But, dude, there needs to be a big bang that happens, bro. Somebody's yes. got to say, all right, I'm going all in. Here's all the money for the leads. Turn it into 25000 Yeah. I mean, 600 yeah, bucks is 600 bucks to me is I don't really care if we grow this business or not. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I it's just having the money. Is having the money. I could take it out and put it in, but like you said, we're not going to grow the business thinking about it's the end of the year. It needs to happen now. I mean, you know, ultimately, dude, you got an opportunity of a lifetime. You got to take advantage of it a lifetime of the opportunity, man. You guys keep going at this rate. You got, you're hanging on by a thread. You have a subcontractor crew that barely works for you, and you have two independent contractors that you're worried if they're stealing from your hours. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, that's dangerous in business. Your production's all you yeah, have. Yeah. That means, you know, what's happening is, is that you're painting. Are you painting? Yeah. 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 I am. I am. Yeah. You shouldn't be. You don't deserve that. You started yeah. a business. You, you, you're creating jobs. No. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, know why who? I did that? I did that because this, I did that. This is, and you might think it's stupid, but I did it just to prove myself. I knew that the individual that I had working for me was stretching the week out and I knew he would have got it done on Friday afternoon. Well, you need to restructure the agreement. When you He's deal gone. with these guys, you know, if they're, if you're paying them 1099, you guys need to be diligent enough to say, this is how many hours are assigned to this job. This is your pay. You're not doing that because yeah. no one's calculating it. And we're just saying, Hey, get it done. And then I'll pay you for the hours you work. You can't do right. that. That's what's happening. And it's like, dude, set yeah. the standards in your company. Don't be afraid to give a number ahead of time. You're gambling thinking that, you know, if they get the job done sooner, you're going to make more of a profit. You guys are squeezing pennies yeah. together, right? You're yeah, hoping yeah. that they get it done sooner yeah. so you make more money instead of allocating, hey, it's a $1,000 pay. Move on to the next job. You know, Jose, what feedback do you have? Yeah, yeah. I think that that's a, the kick in the ass we needed. <laughs> Um, we, we just, like Chris mentioned, we, we had a couple missteps this year in, in spending some money that didn't result well and, um, kind of put us in a spot now where we're kind of just 
Like, what do we do now? Well, you're like, deflated. Uh, you guys feel defeated. Yeah. You spent some money. It didn't work out. It's like, I'm not doing that again. It's like, again, I go yeah. back to the, you know, I go back to the relationship example, but I also have to help you guys understand is that you don't have a choice. You're in the fire. You have nothing. I mean, Christian, I don't think you have another job. Do you? This is your livelihood? Yeah. Okay. And we need to fuck you got, doing South, South Florida, Florida traffic. <laughs> so, so, uh, you know, Hey, I love the energy, you know, take that same energy and then tell it to yourself about the fact you're not spending any freaking money on leads. You guys got to spend that money, get that money in there. I think you should do it today. Make the call. What are you, you know? doing, bro? Open Make your phone. Fucking... Oh my God. <laughs> so, yeah. But um, let's leave it there, man. I think, you know, you guys have enough ammo that I hope to have given you. You know, I think that's where you start. Get the leads. And then at that point, all the problems will go away. You're going to have the work. Imagine if you guys had 15 jobs that needed work. How motivated would you be to get the freaking subcontractors? Yeah, yeah. We'd be looking for subs. Level 10, dude. You'd be, yeah. you'd be driving there right now, helping out. You'd be like, I got to get. It's the same thing. It's not going to take you long, yeah. bro. You yeah. know, um, but I also think I hope I hope you're not doing this. I hope you're not giving pricing over the phone. I hope that you're not ballparking over the phone. Like, no. I hope like I do not believe in that. And I hope that you're taking every opportunity as an opportunity to upsell and, you know, just make sure you're doing that. Yeah, no, it's, it's in person always. Got to be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Well, nice meeting you guys, Christian, you. you know, bring it, man. Hopefully we'll uh, we'll talk soon. And then Jose. My yeah. man, you've always hopefully by this time next year we'll, we'll be at uh we'll be having a different break, a business breakthrough with some new problems. I hope next month you tell me that your life changed because you actually invested in your business. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, guys, take Later, care. God bless. Have a week. See ya. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to that business breakthrough. So uh, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to transition this episode to a testimonial. That's right. So uh, one of our awesome Drip Jobs users was kind enough to do a short testimonial for us. I asked him some questions that I'm sure a lot of us have about what Drip Jobs is. Is it valuable? So if you would like to sit and listen to this, I'd appreciate it. You can sit, hang around, and hear what one of our very happy clients has to say about Drip Jobs for his business. All right. Um, hey, I'm here with uh, Michael Perry of Outside the Box um, Contracting in Florida. And I just want to start off by asking you a few questions about really about what your experience is with drip jobs. My first question is, how do you like the system overall? You know, first, I want to know what were you using before? And second, what has drip jobs done for you in your business? Well, before I was really using nothing because the business is very new. And uh, so right off the bat, I did need something that was going to be able to, uh, you know, manage my customers, handle the customers, be able to handle proposals and the invoicing part of it. So I came across uh, Drip Jobs on your, um, on your podcast. I heard about it on podcast. And uh, so I looked into it. You and I did a, a little demo. And right off the bat, I knew it was going to be something that I'd be able to utilize and uh, put to work. So um, almost immediately, uh, from the very first time, um, it's been working since day one. And I especially love uh, the automations are great. Uh, the fact that it's working behind the scenes, even when I'm not paying attention to it, is the better part. Um, your integration with Angie Leads is, is huge because those leads come in and immediately they're getting uh, contacted. It just, it just shows that um, 
it makes it appear as if, even if I'm not paying attention, as if I'm paying attention to this customer and they have my yeah. full attention. So they get an yeah. email instantly from me saying, hey, thank you for contacting outside the box. And just this, that part alone is enough because uh, all the feedback I've had from all my customers so far is that they are, they love the communication. That's the best part. That's, that's what's attracted them the most to me is, is that I'm communicating with them, the constant emails, the follow-ups, um, and just how the proposals, the invoices are put together. The system is very easy to use. Um, and it's just been fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, well, now you used Angie leads before having drip jobs. So before you would add for a little bit, I think there was a time period where you did. So before, you know, that lead would come in, you'd have to hurry up and call them right away. Right. Wasn't right. that kind of what you were doing? Right. So the lead would come yeah. in and the gun to, to stop, to stop what I'm doing, make sure I call them within a certain period of time. Um, especially with their rules that they have as far as you yeah. know, credits and stuff like that. But, um, when the leads come through Angie and drip jobs is able to grab it and send them an email, yeah. right. It gives me, it buys me time to, you know, follow up, review right. their request and then get back to them, you know, in a, in a, in a timely fashion, but, right. um, at the con, the point of contact, I'm usually the first one in. So, which is, which is huge. Um, but they appreciate that a lot. Love that, man. Love that. So a lot of our pushback that we get as a software, some people in your position, which you're starting out, not a massive company, they think that drip jobs is too big for them, right? They look at it and they say, well, I'm not doing a ton of work. Like, I don't really need this. You know, what would you say to those? Because I know in the beginning, you kind of thought the same thing. Maybe it was like one of those things. And I think you had canceled and then I rallied you back in. And now you're now you're now you're a fan. So what was that shift for you? And what would you say to anyone that that thinks thinks that? Yes. Initially, when I thought I was just starting out, I'm like, I can't, you know, I need to be able to, you know, to pay the monthly fee. I need to have a lot of work coming in. But uh, ultimately, once I did come back around and I looked at it and started putting it to work for me, I realized that I can't even exist without it because if I didn't, <laughs> I, I don't know what I'd be thinking if I didn't have it because just it just makes it so much so easy yeah. uh, to use uh, everything from the, the, initial, the initial point of contact through the scheduling, the estimates and the appointments and the communication that way and um, you know writing the proposals and sending them out, invoicing, all of it has made yeah made the job very easy. And then I got, I got very busy. So right. having that along the way has really helped, uh, helped the, uh, we, we kind of pitch it as your, your 24 seven office admin in your pocket. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's kind of working yeah. for you while you're out and it's doing things that you wouldn't normally have to do yourself. Right. That's the best. Yeah, man. So in terms of, um, in terms of customer service and support setup. You know, we make it a point to try to be there for you if you need anything. Have you found that we, we've been successful at that as a company? Yeah, it's always, you've always gotten back almost immediately sometimes, even late at night, uh, which is <laughs> But uh, <laughs> I know you all have lives, but um, yeah, even late at night, if I'm in the middle of I have a problem on a proposal and you jump right back on there and, and help me out, yeah. it's great. You know, what's interesting is me as a contractor, sometimes I know what that's like, you know, uh, just from my experience, other software, I'm in the middle of a proposal. I need to get this thing out, you know, so we just know how important it is, you know, and we're committed to that. Um, what do you think of some of the updates? I know that I sent out an email, you know, what do you think of some of the updates in terms of the new ways, the, the new way the proposal looks and how, how we've adjusted the way your customers perceive you through drip jobs, you know, the way that they see your proposals. What do you think about some of the updates? 
the update's been great. The, the most recent proposal update is fantastic. I looked at it uh, just uh, in the past couple of days because I've had a few go out. And uh, it looks it looks clean. It's professional. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it, it looks really good and, and it makes me look really good, um, you know, to the customer. So it's awesome. Now, your customers, um, in terms of them responding to the drips, now some people think that, you know, it's way too much communication sometimes. Do you feel as though the communication is just right? And if so, do you feel like your customers think of it as, as a good thing? Would you say that they're responding to some of the communication in a positive light? I'd say it depends on the customer. So um, I, I look at their um, activity, I can, you know, with the email communication. So I yep. see I have, if I have cold leads that are sitting there that I haven't gotten yep. back, to, I'll take a look at their uh, interaction with the site. And if right. they've gotten three or four drips and they've had zero views on it, right. then that customer, I don't think that customer is going to come back. But yep. if, they, uh, if, if I see that they've viewed one of the emails, you know, and a couple of days have gone by, I'll let it sit there. I'm not going to, I'm not going to eliminate the lead. Um, but those, I, I have a feel for certain leads that are, that I know are not going to go anywhere. It's yeah. just in the conversations I've had, just what they were yep. looking for. Um, sometimes they go on Angie and they hit the button and not realizing that someone's actually going to call them back, yeah. you know, they're looking for pricing or whatever. Um, but I've been able to, I've been able to manage. Um, are you there? Yep. Sorry. Uh, I've been able to manage um, the, uh, the leads through there, um, you know, more easily, um, by doing Love that. It. So. Love it. It's great. Last question for you. One of our favorite features and probably like the fan favorite is the booking URL. And that allows for people to call you. You can just send them that link. Have you been utilizing that? And has it saved you from having to manually input information? Uh, I have not yet had to manually. The only time I've manually inputted information is on a lead that's come to me, like not through Angie, because Angie okay. is able to, you know, it's already in there. When Angie goes to Angie, yep. it, it, it's already integrated. Um, so I've I only had a few times where I've had to enter it myself because uh, most of my leads are coming to there. Recently, though, I've started uh, boosting posts on Facebook and I'm getting a lot more traction through there. Love um, so those um, those uh, those leads I've had to go through and enter myself. I'd have to look, I'm not sure about the URL for the Try contact. It. So it's great when people call you, all you have to do is click the button at the, we actually put it at the bottom of the mobile Which app. It on? What's that? Which screen is it on that to see it? It's on the, it's on the mobile app. It's actually oh, it, on the mobile app at the bottom. It says new request. It's kind of subtle. We just slipped it in there. And if you click that, all you got to do is punch in the phone number. So again, if someone calls you and you know, you're driving and these, maybe this is somebody that just found your name on Google or a referral from a customer. All right. you got to do is click that button, punch in their phone number, and it sends them a link to fill out your booking form. So oh, it I saves did. you the time. Yeah. Try that out. It's a really okay. awesome feature. Perfect. Awesome. Dude. Well, thank you, Michael, man, for your time today. Uh, we're, we're extremely grateful for you uh, taking time out of your day to just give us some, some great feedback and gloat about us. Um, you yeah. know, again, we're going to keep striving, man. So thanks so much. Oh, church has been great. Awesome.